What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through my week 14 tight end start sits. You guys know the drill, every single matchup, listing them as either a start, sit, or a fringe option. Starts are your strong plays, the guys that you pretty much trust confidently in your lineup, obviously at the tight end position. You can't really trust anyone besides like Kelsey super confidently, but you guys know what I mean. And then fringe options, you don't love them in your lineup, but they're suitable plays at the tight end position. These are just basically like acceptable streaming options. If you guys have any questions, drop them down below. If you enjoy, subscribe to the channel, hit the like button. Let's just jump right into the Thursday night matchup where we have the Rams taking on the Raiders. And Tyler Higby is someone who has been a viable starting tight end early on in the season. He was honestly a high-end tight end one with his usage and volume. And at this point, for me, he's a sit. He only had a 56% route participation this past week. He's attached to a bad offense, which is going to lead to, you know, lacking uh, passing volume. It's going to lead to limited scoring opportunities. So with that 56% route participation, in my opinion, Higby just does not have a startable role for fantasy. For the Raiders, I have Foster Moreau as a fringe option. The route participation is there. He'll have the touchdown upside on this Raiders team. Do I love him in my lineup? Definitely not. But, you know, I think he's a uh, serviceable fringe play. Moving over to Sunday, we have the Vikings taking on the Lions. I guess this is the uh, TJ Hawkinson revenge game returning to Detroit. I think he's probably one of like the three or four tight ends that you really actually trust week to week. So I definitely like him as a start for the Lions going to be sitting, I guess, Hawkinson's replacement, Brock Wright. In the Ravens-Steelers game, we probably have the uh, best tight end matchup of the week. Mark Andrews and Pat Fryermuth. Obviously, Andrews locked in high end tight end one. For Fryermuth, you know, the production has been a little slow as of late, but it's really just come down to the lack of touchdown scoring. I think he only has one on the season. In terms of volume, he's still keeping up, so I definitely like him as a start. We have the Browns taking on the Bengals, and it does look like David Njoku will be back this week. Obviously, good news there. I guess there's some concern that he doesn't totally take back the uh, workload he had early on in the season and then the one he saw against the Bucks. because remember he returned from, I think it was an ankle, and then he had the one down game, then he came back, had the good game, and then he was hurt again, so maybe he struggles to see the usage. I'm still willing to call him a start. He's going to be a mid-tier tight end one for me this week. And then for the Bengals, it looks like Hayden Hurst will not be able to play in this game. At least that's what we're uh, you know looking at right now. So his backup, Mitchell Wilcox, will be a sit for me. In the Jets-Bills matchup, I have Tyler Conklin as a fringe play. The route participation wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. With uh, Mike White coming in, raising the ceiling of this passing attack, I think he's a low-end fringe option. I don't love it. But, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures here. Six teams on by. If he's in your lineup, you know, you could do worse. For the Bills, I've got Dawson Knox as a sit. And the Dawson Knox situation is honestly kind of crazy. He's someone I really liked coming into the season. And when you're telling me that this dude is running like 33 routes on, I think it was 37 dropbacks on like one of the best offenses in the NFL, the fact that he cannot produce is just crazy. Like his usage and route involvement has been great. The dude just cannot command targets for anything. His target rate at the tight end position is 35th, which is just terrible. So I think he's a sit, but you know, looking at all the outside stuff, it's kind of crazy how disappointing of a season he's had because he honestly, he doesn't need to do anything crazy. Like with his usage, he just needs to catch three or four passes a game, score a few touchdowns, and he'd probably be a weekly top 12 tight end. It just hasn't happened here for Knox. 
Moving over to the Texans taking on the Dolphins. For the Texans, I'm sitting Jordan Akins and then firing up Dalton Schultz as a very, very strong start in my opinion. With the uh, Eagles taking on the Giants, I have Jack Stoll as a sit. Hasn't really done much with Dallas Goddard out. For the Giants, I have Daniel Bellinger as a very solid fringe option. Didn't quite think he was you know, suitable to be a start, but he is someone who could be on your waivers that I think is a very solid pickup if you do need a tight end. In his first game back, he had an 83% route participation. He was starting to flash before his eye injury. He had five targets, caught all five of them for 24 yards. So nothing crazy. You know, we're hyping up like a 7.4 day at the tight end position. But, you know, desperate times, like I said, desperate times call for desperate measures. I think he's a very high end fringe start and is someone who could be a top 12, maybe even top 10 tight end rest of season. Nothing crazy in terms of ceiling, but definitely someone who is playable. Moving over to the Jaguars taking on the Titans. We finally had a uh, Evan Ingram solid performance. The usage had, you know, always been solid. He was kind of in that Dawson Knox range where the route participation was great. He just hadn't been producing. He produced one solid game. Honestly, with that type of usage, bumps you up to a fringe option, in my opinion. So he is going to be a fringe play this week. On the other side for the Titans, we've seen separate games where Okonkwo has a decent day, Hooper has a decent day. But in terms of having to rely on either of these guys consistently, both are going to be sits for me. With the Chiefs taking on the Broncos, I actually think both of these guys are very strong starts. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, fire him up as the tight end one week to week. But we had a great bounce back game from Greg Dulcich. He started off his, uh, I guess, season, you know, it was like midseason, but he started it off with three straight 10 plus point performances, which, you know, nothing crazy in general, but the tight end position, that is very rare. Then he had back to back down games. He continued to log solid route participation. Once again, in this past week, 81% had actually his uh, best game of the season in a bounce back performance, eight targets, six receptions, 85 yards. I like him as a low end start, but definitely I do think he will be startable moving forward and is someone you can feel decent about in your lineups. In the uh, Panthers-Seahawks game, in my opinion, not a ton going on here at the tight end position. For the Panthers, definitely sitting Ian Thomas. I feel like I talk about it every week for the Seahawks, but if they actually gave Noah Fant a solid share of this offense, it would be great for fantasy. Like in this offense with Geno at quarterback, it would be great. They just continue to use these guys, you know, in a split role, which just isn't something we can count on for fantasy. In the uh, Buccaneers 49ers matchup, it's so annoying that I have to uh, keep listing Kate Otten as a sit because if the Bucs had any competency at the uh, offensive coordinator or head coach position, there is no reason for Cam Brate to be getting any opportunities over Kate Otten. We see Kate Otten have a very strong day with Cam Brate out. We saw it um, earlier in the season when Brate had the uh, head or neck injury. Kate Otten is the better tight end. He's the clear better pass catching tight end. And they just continue to kind of just roll out Cam Brate, you know, like uh, it's like they don't even like self scout or anything. One of my many grievances with the uh, Buccaneers offense, but if Cam Brate is back, I just don't think we can trust this team to actually make the decisions that are in the best interest of the team. So if Brate is back, Otten will be a sit. I would actually say if Brate is out, I'd be willing to go as far as listing Otten as a start, probably a low end start in the uh, Dulcich range, but that's how I view that situation for the 49ers. George Kittle doesn't have a super high weekly floor, but someone you just have to continue to fire up as one of the best tight ends you know, for fantasy, even though the bar is not very high. In the uh, Dolphins-Chargers matchup, sitting Mike Gusecki, the role just hasn't, you know, contributed to much production there out of Gusecki. For the Chargers, 
Gerald Everett, the route participation isn't great, but he has some touchdown upside coming off a solid performance. I think he's a decent fringe option. And then the uh, final game of the week, Patriots taking on the Cardinals. Hunter Henry is coming off of a very down game in terms of the actual production, but his role was actually pretty solid with a 79% route participation. So I actually like him as a decent fringe option this week. You know, probably not a top 12 guy, but I think if you're desperate, you know, he's probably someone who's on waivers after that game. I think you could do worse at the tight end position. And then going to be sitting Trey McBride, who has been very, very disappointing with Zacherts going down. I really thought he could be playable. You know, he was a second round pick, very talented in college. It seems clear that he is just uh, not ready at the NFL level. So that is going to wrap it up for all the week 14 tight ends. As always, if you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I have all my other start sits posted, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. Go check those out if you haven't seen them already. Thank you guys, and I will see you in the next one.